Let's begin now. Monday night, welcome to the drive. Just kidding. It's after hours. Post drive. One hour. Super Bowl week. Media night in Vegas. Teams are all there. Boy, do I feel like I'm going to make people mad tonight. And that's okay. But I think it's in a mad way that's like different. This is after hours. Dusty Likens with you. Rob Brenton hanging around. And then he's going to go and uh, watch his Jayhawks tonight. They're going to win by double digits. Is it, is it is it worth it to stay up till 1030 to watch this one? It's not It's not Jerome Tang's K-State Wildcats from last year. Different team. I don't know. We're going to put a parlay together. What do we like? Hunter Dickinson points, rebounds, Kansas money line, three-leg parlay, call today, wash your hands, come back tomorrow morning with an extra, what, 25 bucks in our pocket? Seems fair. K-State coverage will come on at 7 o'clock here on 610 Sports Radio. But where I want to start tonight, where I want to start tonight off is, and I promise you, all week, all week, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. All week, we'll hype you up. And like I've said for the last week before there was no game, you got to calm your jets. You got to cool yourself before you get there. So tonight, I'm starting this show off with, I'm damn glad to be from Kansas City. I am damn proud to be a Kansas Cityan. For many reasons, over the last half of a decade, I have finally gotten to that point. I've always loved being from this town. I've always enjoyed being a Kansas City person, born, raised, loved it. And I'm only 36, and that might sound old to some, and some it might sound young to others. But today when I got here, I felt really damn good to be a part of this city. Like all of you that listen, that all the people that work here. Because my whole life, which again, some people might consider me old. Some people might consider me young. I don't know how old you are when you're listening. But my whole life. So really when it started to kind of come together, 1990-ish, 90s. Everyone always tells you the cliche thing, good things come to those who wait. You always hate that saying, right? Your buddy that's always single. Don't worry, man. That girl's going to come around. Good things come to those who wait. Right? Your job, promotion. It'll come, man. Good things come to those who wait. Just just wait. It sucks. You got to wait for it, but it'll come. Your golf game, I'm kidding, I won't get into that. But in the 90s, right, Royals, Chiefs, Kansas City in general, not really something that was, really it was what the kids would call a glow up at the time. Not really a big thing, like, oh yeah, the Royals were terrible, it is what it is, we always lose 100 games, 90 games, the Chiefs, oh, they get you there, but then it's over. And good things come to those who wait. Because in the 90s, what was it? Everybody that was a royal was a royal that was a stud was gone. Johnny Damon, Carlos Beltran, 
Zach Greinke didn't sign him, traded him, didn't want to give guys big contracts. We're never going to give guys big contracts. The Chiefs, you know that history, right? Every year, Marty Schottenheimer had you a 13-3 and record, 14-2, and big-time regular season, get to the playoffs, disappointment. Nothing good ever came from it. But wait, good things come to those who wait. You'll see. And then you kind of fast forward through life a little bit, or at least in my life, those 90s years, you get into 2014 and 2015, and Kansas City got a taste. You got a little bit of a splash, a little taste of what it's like to be at the top of something. The World Series was fun, right? You had, you know, Rob Lowe being a turd, talking about how Kansas City wasn't in. Eh. And there was a few, there was a few people that came out of the woodwork that were from out of town or from different states or different areas in the country. And they were like, Kansas City's kind of a little hidden gym. And I'll tell you this as well. How many times when you traveled and you went places, right? Say you went to Florida or California or how maybe you were fortunate enough to go overseas or go across, you know, to a different area of the world. And somebody always asks the question if you're around in a group or something, they say, where are you guys from? And I guarantee you, you know exactly what you would say. Oh, we're from Kansas City. And 99.9% of the responses would come back of, oh, the barbecue capital. That was it. Oh, the barbecue capital. Very rarely would you run into somebody that might know that it was, you know, the jazz district or, you know, oh, I love Kansas City. I used to go there all the time in the summer and vacation there all the time, go to Nelson Art Gallery. It was always, though, for the most part, the barbecue capital, never anything else. And then you see what happens when you win a World Series. Oh, it's fun. Kansas City's on the map. But then it was over, and there wasn't really anything else. It was just big-time win, and then it was like it never happened. It almost felt like a dream. Enters Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs era of success. And the Super Bowl blew the doors open. The talent of Patrick Mahomes, right? You had his first year as a starter. Next year, blows the doors open. Chiefs are on top of the world. They go to a Super Bowl. They have a parade. They go to another Super Bowl. And now they're back in it again. And you can go back as into last February when this whole thing started. Where Kansas City really hit that glow up. Really blew up. And now is this place. And you look at all the things that make you now proud or even more prouder to be a Kansas Cityan. You win a Super Bowl. You get a parade. You get a World Cup announcement. You get six matches announced that are coming to Kansas City. And today, your baseball franchise that never did what they did today, paid a guy the most expensive contract this team has ever seen, and it wasn't even close. And now, Kansas City, when you travel, what is the response when you get now? Where are you guys from? Kansas City. All the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Kansas City, I've heard it's great. The barbecue thing is now a subtext To the entire conversation. It's now like the third storyline of the opening conversation that you'd have with a stranger. 
Kansas City Chiefs on top of football's mountain, the Kansas City Royals sign a top five superstar in baseball. Believe it or not. Because everybody everywhere, friends, family, coworkers, they'll never do it. They'd never give Bobby Wood Jr. a contract. And they did that today. And I understand that a lot of people out there, they're, they're pining. They're eager to just get Super Bowl takes. Can Patrick Mahomes win back-to-back Super Bowls is what's on TV right now in the studio. That's the graphic that it says. And that's fun, and we'll talk about it. But today, it's a damn good day, and I'm very happy that I'm from Kansas City. And good things did come to those who wait. And the best part about it is, as annoying as that saying is, and as annoying as those things are, good things come to those who wait. Trust me. You know, Tom Petty even wrote a song, The Waiting is the Hardest Part. Great song. But you add in of what's happened to all of this, to all of what has happened today and in the past five to six years. And it's a good day to be at Kansas City. Your team in the same week that's playing in the Super Bowl, your baseball team now has signed its superstar. And now people are going to come to this area Oh, and by the way, did I forget to mention, there was an NFL draft here. NFL draft, World Cup announcement, games, matches being played here, Super Bowl, Super Bowl parade. Hell, we might have a parade a week from Wednesday. Again. Not only that, not only that, you might have an international pop superstar show up in your city. Roll your eyes all you want. It's the truth, but it's a damn good day to be a Kansas City, and good things came to those who waited. And I've waited a long time. Never left this town. Never been anywhere different to live my life. Today was a day where you sat back, and everything on social media was about Kansas City. There was some Grammys talk, but it was Chiefs in line to play another Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl, championship game, Chiefs, Niners, Patrick Mahomes, whatever. And then it's, oh, the baseball world's awake today too. And it all is belonged and all focused on the Kansas City Royals because they signed Bobby Witt Jr. And part of the reason why, new ownership. Somebody needs to be deserved to talk about. And I can see the text. I know some people are going to be upset. Don't let this whole thing, don't let this whole thing distract you. It's all smoke and mirrors. Calm it. Calm it down. Because today we have a day where we're proud to be a damn member of Kansas City, and I can't be happier than I am right now. And on the other side of this break, we'll explain why somebody deserves a little bit of credit and a little bit of, well, he did his job. That's Rob Brent. I'm Dusty Likens. You listen to After Hours, and this is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on the drive. That's what I'm going to call it. It's only an hour tonight. It's not. It's after hours. I appreciate you uh, for listening. K-State basketball takes over the airwaves at 7 o'clock. Then a big game. They call this a Sunflower Showdown still? It's still, We're still doing that, huh? Still? still okay. 
Um, but there is a pretty big game on Sunday, and if you need somewhere to get food from, I would suggest you go to Jefferson's. They have a 15% off online order for carryout and delivery with using the promo code 610SPORTS. Limit one per customer on a $40 minimum order. Carry out and delivery wings from Jefferson Sunday. 15% off when you use 610 Sports as their promo code. And also Community America Credit Union. Big game coverage is brought to you by Community Game, Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is the proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. That entire opening speech just got me pumped. Let's go. There you go. I wouldn't. You know, I'm glad that you got pumped up about it, but I mean, it's uh, just how I felt, man. You know, some people, uh, you know, they wake up. Oh, great. Royals signed another. No, they signed a superstar. And the sub-conversation for me from that is last year was one of the most humiliating years for the Royals, right? It was one of the, and I promise you, 630 Chiefs talk. I promise you. I promise you. Big day. You know it's a big day in Royals when you see Vern in a studio at 5 o'clock in February. And that's not a shot at Vern. That's just you know. It'd be the same thing if there was a big Chiefs announcement in the middle of June and Pete Sweeney was in the in the studio at 5 o'clock. Same thing. But all season last year was terrible, right? Bad product, not good, didn't do anything really well. But the one shining light and the one ray of hope was Bobby Witt Jr. And today the Royals made him the future of their franchise. An 11-year extension, 288 mil. John Morosi had this to say about what Bobby Witt's potential can be. All-star, MVP, uh, and, and, and the kind of player that can win multiple MVPs. Because, And I speak as an MVP voter. I always love when I get a chance to vote for players. And I, I've loved voting in the past for Mookie Betts. I certainly voted for Mike Trout. Uh, I voted for Jose Ramirez. Players who are true two-way players run scorers, run stoppers, run producers. And Bobby Witt Jr. can do all of those three things. The production piece, and obviously we can debate how much RBIs really belong in in an MVP conversation, but certainly the better the team gets around him, the more run production he'll have. But but he can also drive himself in 30 times, which which he did this past year. And, And he can certainly steal a ton of bases. He gets on base. He plays a high premium defensive position. This is the kind of player who is in the top five of an MVP year after year after year. I know that because I've watched him play, and I've filled out MVP ballots. And this is the kind of player that I vote for all the time. That audio from the drive earlier today with Rob and Carrington, the thing that's crazy to me is that, yes, today was a lot about Bobby Witt Jr. Most of today was about Bobby Witt Jr., but I know for a fact that a lot of you out there had questions about one person in particular, John Sherman. And I heard Carrington today say he gave him an A-plus today. But John Sherman should get a pat on the back from every single one of the doubters or the haters out there, even if you still are a hater. Because the one thing I can't tell you that John Sherman can control is the product that gets played on the field, right? He can't tell, He can't fix 
people's skill level, but he can put together people and put together a product that can be most likely a good product. And last year, that Royals team was the end of an era. And what John Sherman did was he cut the fat of what was used to be somebody else's team. And in this offseason, when everything was talked about when it comes to stadium talk, the first sub conversation that came out of, oh, it's stadium. I don't know if I want a stadium, was always what? Put a product on the field and then we can talk about a stadium. Or I'm not going to support any sort of stadium talk until we at least have a product worth a damn to go watch. What have the Royals done all offseason? They've spent money. They've went out and got players. They trimmed the fat. They leaned it up a bit. They made it the product that they wanted by the new ownership. And then today, they did what they've never done. They signed a superstar that they drafted and developed, and they gave him the keys to the stadium or the new stadium. And no matter how you want to look at it, because you cannot have the argument of don't let it fool you. They haven't even played a game yet. What if they lose 100 games? You, folks, I can't help. But for the people out there that are okay to humble themselves and say, you know what? I was giving John Sherman a ton of crap last year and a little bit this year. You know what he did today? He answered my questions. They spent money. They signed a player. And maybe they might have what you just heard, signed a multiple-time MVP-capable player. There's no secret what Bobby Wood Jr. has done to start his career off. Probably the number one or number two best two seasons to start a career overall-wise for a player. You could go look at Ronald Acuna, Mike Trout, guys like that. But Bobby Wood Jr. is in that conversation. Multiple MVP conversation, if he can get there. And now you don't have to worry about that man playing anywhere else because the owner of your franchise that you said, please make it different. Make me care. Make me be more interested. How do you do that? You have to go spend money. All those pitchers that didn't develop, all these other things that didn't really work out, not his fault. What is his fault is getting rid of what didn't work and trying to make things change that do work. And that's what he did today. Today was the exclamation mark on the question that you had for John Sherman. Prove me wrong. And today he did it with everything behind it. Yes, there's stadium talk. There's all that sort of stuff. Yes, you could say that there is a sort of conspiracy theory that Bobby Wood Jr. wouldn't have signed if they weren't going to get a stadium. They were already going to get a stadium. It was going to happen whether we liked it or not. But what we didn't know was going to happen whether they liked it or not was are they going to sign a superstar for once in their life? We watch Carlos Beltran walk and Mike Sweeney get paid. And that is not a shot at Mike Sweeney. But they decide to give him the contract and get away with Carlos Beltran. And then what do we get to do? We get to sit back and watch Carlos Beltran go on an absolute tear for the Houston Astros in the playoffs and think, oh, man, could you imagine? Never happened. Zach Grinke didn't happen. Maybe when you go back and John Sherman's time in Kansas City is done, and he's no longer here, and he's had a successful run, and maybe this turns into something. You'll go back and remember this day, just like a lot of you probably went back during Dayton Moore's time here. Didn't end very well, but at the time, Dayton Moore had to do something to prove to you that he was serious, and he did it. He traded Zach Greinke, and he traded uh, 
Will Myers. And he brought in new regime. He brought in new players. He got James Shields. He got Wade Davis. And he turned that into a World Series. And yes, it didn't end very pretty for Dayton Moore. But when you think of Dayton Moore in the championships, the one thing that you always think of and you always remember is the two trades. The two trades he made. Zach Greinke and Will Myers. And Will Myers was supposed to be the next great thing. Never really played in Kansas City. Traded him away, got a haul, turned into a World Series championship run two years in a row. And maybe one day, maybe one day, if I can really piss you off, there'll be a number seven that hangs up on a plaque or on a mantle somewhere in the stadium that's newly built. And there might just be a plaque that's got John Sherman's name on it. Who saw that coming a year ago? Either way, he answered all your questions. Chiefs talk coming up next. It's the drive slash after hour here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. on After Hours or After Hour here on 610 Sports Radio from the 913. Dusty, I currently drive all day for a living and listen to all of the 610 shows all day long. You're my favorite listen. There is one thing that you do that drives me crazy. I'm not even sure why exactly. Please, when you go to break, just slow down and don't quickly slur through the station name and the show. I promise you that you will sound more professional. I'm sure that you are up against the break but doing that will not change anything. Today I learned. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. And after hours. No, I love it. It's fine. They did say love you, brother, just trying to help. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. There are certain people I can't fix, though, on the text line. Who cares? They made a signing. Ugh. Everyone sees Bobby Witt's contract numbers in years and celebrates it. Everybody but the breakdown, the contract, Dustman, it's a mirage. Yeah. Different folks, different strokes. Uh, this is the after hour Super Bowl kickoff show, I guess you could call it. And one thing that's kind of got me a little interested with the Super Bowl as a subplot of the conversation that is outside of just Super Bowl is the narratives that they try to use. And for some reason, each team is kind of getting the same one, right? Or maybe it's a cliche. They doubted us, but now we're here. Or didn't get the proper whatever, and now look at us. But who does that really fit more than the other? Is it, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Maybe some did. I'm sure there was a lot of us that might not have thought, okay, this year would get to the playoffs, but they're probably not going to have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, how quickly you were changed upon that for the doubters that maybe they doubted us and look at us now sort of fit. And then there's, oh, this is just... You know, statistically, just not a good Patrick Mahomes year. You know, his team, gosh darn it, they're 11 and 6. Can't catch a, you know, a cold or can't catch anything. 
Can't catch a pass thrown directly in their hands. This team's a disappointment. They're not going to make it. Too many mistakes. Look at us now. We're in the Super Bowl, says the Kansas City Chiefs franchise. They don't have a true receiver. Travis Kelsey's old. He's going to retire. He's too in love. He loves something more than football now. Look at us now in the Super Bowl. And I don't know if that necessarily fits the Chiefs, right? I think that the Chiefs' numbers will always be inflated to be expected more than what you get outside of an 11-6 and record, outside of another division title, outside of a sweep through the AFC gauntlet of the playoffs. And there are some people that'll openly admit to you, you know, I was wrong. This team is always going to have a chance because of who they have at head coach and what they have at quarterback. So they'll never be doubted. And I try to tell people all the time, I kind of lean into the homerisms, the biasness of Chiefs people. It's it's like conversations with my dad. We don't have him anymore because he's now a a full believer in what that product is at quarterback. But there'll be times, you know, is this team going to be all right? Who's the quarterback? Right? I don't care if the game's a 10-point deficit. Who's playing quarterback? It's not over until the clock says 0.00. Just like the season, it's not over until then. Then the other side of the team is the San Francisco 49ers. People doubted us, and look at us now. People thought we'd never make it. To my to my knowledge, is San Francisco not the number one seed in the NFC? They had a three-game skid where they looked like it was over, and then they got blown out by Baltimore. Brock Purdy threw four interceptions. And for a while, you had the discussion of, is Brock Purdy good enough? Can Brock Purdy get a team there? Is he overrated? And then he was out for three games, and Sam Darnold was taking snaps, or whoever was. And San Francisco's narrative then changed to, okay, maybe Brock Purdy's better than we give him credit for. And then he gets blown out against Baltimore, has a terrible game, and you flip it back. Okay, maybe we were wrong. Then they capture the one seed because of how catastrophic the NFC ended, right? Philadelphia flopped. Detroit stayed there but lost some key games down the stretch but still got there, right? Still played a great season. And now San Francisco's in the Super Bowl. But were really ever team, each side, were they ever really truly given up on or counted out or not going to be good enough or don't have a chance? Like that sort of narrative, like don't have a chance. There's only like four teams in the NFL that legitimately don't have a chance. Currently in the NFL. Right? New England, Carolina, Chicago, those are teams where you'd be like, yeah, no. I mean, Houston took a rookie quarterback. Cleveland signed Joe Flacco out of pre out of like his, you know, car pickup lane, throwing passes to his kids and their friends. And and literally had a chance. So the fact that there's this little saying that's like, oh, these two teams, one of them is both of them, I guess, using the thing of they counted us out. But we didn't give up on our set. Like, I don't think either team is able to use that. And I don't know if either team is actually used. I know San Francisco's Twitter account or X account tweeted out something along those lines. But I don't think you could ever say, 
at least ever, with the roster that the 49ers have and what the Chiefs have, that anybody truly counted you out. Now, I know that if you watch the latest episode of the franchise where it takes over the AFC Championship game, you can hear Stephen A. and you can hear uh, Shannon Sharp talking. You know, the Chiefs are done. They're cooked. It's not the same Chiefs anymore. They got to change. And I respect those guys' opinion a lot. But that was one of those things where that's early on. Those are people that don't necessarily follow those teams. So, again, to think that anyone ever gave them zero chance or doubted it one side out, it was always going to be Philadelphia, San Francisco, or Detroit on the NFC side. And on the AFC side, normally it would be Cincinnati, Kansas City, Baltimore, enter another team that might have a good year, Buffalo, somebody like that. But from the start of the season to the end of the season, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, it'll either be San Francisco or Philadelphia on the NFC side. It'll either be Baltimore or Kansas City or Buffalo on the AFC side. So no one really surely counted anybody out. But to fit that thing, I don't think that's the story. And what the story should be is that one team is extremely more, more prepared and more used to this sort of thing than the other. And you can look at all these types of things that have happened for the other teams first as opposed to the other teams not. Miami, Tua Tagovailoa, first playoff game. Not good. Patrick Mahomes, first time goes on the road. The, Bull, the Bills finally, for the first time in this era, get Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in their house for a playoff game. Didn't go well. Baltimore Ravens finally get a number one seed. Finally, that team get to host the AFC Championship game. Didn't go well. And now you get Brock Purdy's first Super Bowl, Vegas's first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is fourth. Maybe that's your storyline, but we won't do it. We'll just keep saying, oh, that people doubted these teams and look at them now. You can't doubt a team that has a roster like San Francisco's. You can't doubt a team that has a quarterback and a head coach and a tight end like Kansas City's. No, no. Nonsense. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Brock Purdy gets credit when, when they win, but gets none if they lose. He's Jimmy G with slightly better legs. Well, I think he's a little bit better than Jimmy G. At least in my opinion. Either way, that game will be on Sunday. We'll have you on the air Saturday this week. We'll have you on the air Sunday this week. As always, an extended uh, pregame show on, for, on Sunday, 9 to 1. They let your boy work for a little extra of an hour. So I'm kind of interested in that. That'll be a little fun little Sunday. Got to be a good guy, though, on Saturday. Can't get too rough. I don't know what the temperature is. Maybe golf at, like, 2? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's cold again. Who knows? Somebody says, you talk slow. I listen many times a day. You can see that are good. Thank you very much. Coming up on the other side, we're talking a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about this KU game tonight, and maybe we can get Rob to tell you where you should lean on a parlay for a Monday. That game is at 8 o'clock. The K-State broadcast team, Wyatt Thompson, and everybody else will take over the airwaves at 7 o'clock. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Don't forget with that huge game coming up on Sunday, you can go to Jefferson's. 50% off online orders for carryout and delivery with the promo code 610 sports limit one per customer on a $40 minimum order. 
Also, don't forget that the big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Rob, interesting question. I know it's weird. Debit card, do you care? Like when you get a new, because mine's getting ready to expire. And normally I just go into the bank. I'm like, give me a card, whatever card. But I didn't know, like, if you could actually, like, customize it. You have, like, a KU one? You have a KU one, don't you? No. Okay. My bank doesn't have the deal with KU. It's like, I could have a Royals one through my bank, Mm. but I just, it's like, to have the Royals one, you have to have, like, the raised numbers, yeah. and they have to, like, mail it to you, or you can get a new one right then and there. So I just always get the right then and there right, one. Right, yeah. Give me in, give me out. I hate getting a new debit card. By the way, in the same vein, last week we went to the DMV. Yeah. Oh. You got you to gotta figure it out, man. Oh. You got to do the online pre-registry. Do they allow that at yours? I did. And oh, it did? said 304 minutes. What? Did and then you I got it the te- day of? Yeah, then I got a text like 12 oh, minutes why. later that was like, down to 119. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I went to the Lee Summit one not too long ago because my ID expired. And I got there and I was like, okay, I, I, you know, I, I went like Tuesday at like 11, right? Thinking, oh, no one will be here. Wrong. Um, and as I'm, as I'm in line, I just keep seeing people come in and cut. But they've got an excuse. They've got some sort of like reasoning for it. And finally, I go up to the lady that's at the door with the clipboard. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I've got to go. Is there a way that I can, like, sign up on an appointment? She kind of rolled her eyes, gave me a little slip. I put that daddy right in my dresser, and I'll never leave it alone. I'll leave it there for the entire time I'm alive because now I know the system. Because then I registered online, went back two days later. When I got there, I was like, yeah, I have an appointment at 4 o'clock. They're like, all right, sit in that chair with a green cone on it. You'll be the next called. And I watched everybody else look back like, what in the hell? Like, yep. You should do that. Um, what's the line tonight? 14 and a half? It opened at four and a half. It's down to three and a half. Are you worried? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, this is big look-ahead spot. This is a trap game? K- this is big trap game vibes? KU had a big emotional victory at home over Houston on Saturday. Now they're going on the road on a short rest to a rival who just got humiliated on Saturday. That, yeah. that reeks reeks of let down spot. Do you think at some point before the game, Bill self on a piece of paper in the locker room, put plus one and a half in your lifetime. Have they ever been underdogs at Allen Fieldhouse? This is the second time in my lifetime. The first time was the COVID season. So I'm like, oh, no fans, just different stop. ball game. Yeah, that's not fair. That was insane. That game was over from the jump. And tonight I'm kind of interested because I, I, I'm i like you. I don't know if they're going to have a fall down game after a big emotional win. I think the safe bet is to put the money line and then add something to it. Because what's K-State's strong point? Their inside game? No. Their guard play is not really that great. It's just the full-on rivalry aspect. Because what's the portal bigger for? K-State teams or, or KU teams? I mean, K-State's team la- last year was built portal heavy. And KU got a big addition this year mm-hmm. from the portal. Is it better for K-State teams or is it better for KU teams? Like, Blue Bloods are just always going to have it, right? Like, it doesn't matter. But I wonder if it's bigger for K-State or if it's bigger for, like, a Kansas or, like, a Kentucky or. But I don't know, man. I got to put something together tonight. 
You like Hunter Dickinson points, rebounds? You like the double-double again? What I really like? Yeah. What, I need to know what you really like. Over half a three for Dewan Harris. Really? That's what it's mm-hmm. at? But he like hardly ever shoots. Hardly him. ever shoots. But he made, what, one on Saturday against a better defense. Yeah. you got to figure they're going to continue to sag off him. Mm-hmm. As long as that number's half, I'm going to keep hitting it. It just... It's an insult to a starter in college basketball. It's like very similar to what is it like? What was the number this past? It was like eight and a half for uh, MVS and like a, and a, for receiving yards in one of the games this year. It was like Canarius Tony was like five and a half yards or something like that. And he got it on one play mm-hmm. or like week two against the Jags. Justin Watson was seven and a half. It yeah. felt like Come that's on. disrespectful to a guy who starts in the NFL. Come on now. Right. Did you hammer one and a half plus Kansas? I did. I was big on. I, I, was, I didn't uh, know if you bet on your alma mater a lot. I was texting Carrington. I'm like, here's the here's the play I'm on. He was mm-hmm. like, because I had KU first half money line, mm-hmm. KU plus two and a half, and I had the over. And he was like, you really like Kansas. And I'm like, I texted him. I'm like, this just reeks of Houston gets punched early, Allen Fieldhouse run, ball game. I also found out watching the game, um, I also found out that Oklahoma hasn't won in Lawrence since 1993. You weren't even born. Well, yeah, you probably were born. I bet you were born in, like, what, 89, 90? I don't know. 91. Oh, man. A youth. When you were born, were you automatically going to Kansas? Like, was it already set in stone? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. My dad went there. My grandpa, like, used to work there. So there was there was a there was a lineage. Yeah, you just had to you had to maintain the GPA. That's all you had to do. And then it was into Lawrence. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also I loved basketball growing up. So, I mean, the NBA is not really a thing locally. So if you're going to watch high level basketball growing up in Kansas City, who do you watch? Right. The best team to do it. Yeah, I went from watching Roy Williams as a kid to watching Bill Self like that. If you're a basketball fan locally. That's what you did. Yeah. Were you devastated when Roy left? Oh, yeah. Really? 100% convinced it was going to come <laughs> off the I hate road. him. <laughs> 100% convinced the train was coming off the tracks. Yeah. All that success, and it's over. I remember I remember when he left, my dad just goes, he's a Benedict Arnold. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, do you understand that terminology? I was like, no. He said he wasn't going to leave these kids, and then he just had a press conference where he said he was Carolina made and Carolina bred or whatever he said. I forget what it was. No, yeah, college basketball, man. We're getting ready to hit prime. We got one more week of football. I tried to tell Binkley that on Sunday. I said, are you prepared? He's like, I don't know what you mean, Dust Man. I was like, are you prepared for no football? He goes, yeah, well, you get the draft. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. Like, of course. I was on the Fesco in the Morning Roundtable last Friday. Yeah. And we were talking, and Bink was like, I had the two TVs last night, one with the uh, Pro Bowl Thursday game and the Shrine Bowl. I'm like, geez. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Okay. I know people don't like college hoop, but it's better than the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, I uh, I do love that. Like the football team that plays in this town definitely gets uh, definitely gets a lot of traction late into the season. It makes the year go by faster. That's the great thing. But today we led the show with where we started it and how we finish it. Damn good day to be a Kansas City and everybody. Because I know, at least I can only speak from when I really started to feel the Kansas City vibes, which is about ninety three, ninety four. Right, That's when I was about seven or eight, when I knew what sports meant, when I knew what this town was going to mean to me and my family, where everything was. Oh, that's the plaza. I remember going to the old spaghetti factory and eating in a, in a, in a train car. And you got the Neapolitan ice cream at the end and a really cool 
you know, silver cup. Nobody knew about it because nobody cared about Kansas City. It was just flyover country. It was just, oh, that's the barbecue capital. Not anymore, it's not. And today was one of those days where the exclamation mark on Kansas City and being from this town was great. And I've seen people already on the text saying, oh, I got my kid a Bobby Witt Jr. jersey last year. I felt worried if I was going to get him the right one. It's okay to have that now. Right? Think about kids who have it made today. Like, if you're a nine-year-old sports fan, you have Patrick Mahomes and Bobby Witt Jr. for the next nine years of your life. That's insane. And we had Elvis Gerbach when I was a kid. Yeah, 2,000 Chiefs were great. Wasn't anything crazy. And now you're getting ready to have a fourth Super Bowl. Your baseball team just locked up its superstar and made a bunch of moves in the offseason. Your city just got awarded six matches, six matches in the World Cup, including a quarterfinal game. Meaning that two of the best eight teams in the world are going to square off against each other in Kansas City. Unreal. You had a parade. You had a draft of the NFL. The NFL draft. You were there. I was there. A lot of us were there. And now we get a week of all of this Super Bowl talk and the whole focus. Half it's going to be in San Francisco. The other half is going to be in Kansas City, and I can't be more excited for it. Thanks to Rob for holding it down for an hour. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow night for a full three-hour show. It's after hours Tuesday night, 6 to 9. We'll be back Wednesday, Arrowhead Pride Radio, and then the rest of the week will just go by like a speeding train. Go do nice things for people. You never know what it could do. It could change their day, week, month, a year. It's cool to care. Be nice and stay safe. Good night, Kansas City.